Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Hey, guys, why don't we eat? Dear, don't call the boss. I'll have your spam. I love it. I'm having spam, spam, spam. Cornflakes. 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 Any man fancy a Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 baked beans, spam, 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 and spam. I said I don't want any damn vegetables. Lentils are really good, you know? Mmm, forbidden donut. leaves the studio. I'm just amazed at the way they can carry their amps and, and play music. <laughs> no road crew. No road crew at all. No, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, thank you to the scientists. Thank you to the doctors. Thank you to the people that look out on the sea. Ah, oh, yes. Radio <laughs> Marinara. It took me uh, about two seconds to understand uh, that, but we are, we are there. I'm there. And thank you, Matt Steadman, as I look across and I... Look at your smiling countenance. Cameron Smith, it's yes. good to be here in our Brunswick container broadcasting to you all. Damn right. Again. We have our beautiful Samsung air cleaners that uh, make this one of the cleanest places in all of Melbourne, I reckon. And the, uh, the air, anyway. And the Mike Sox still um, <laughs> smelling of Glen 20. We're very, very COVID safe. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know that, folks, that. Um, one of the, the things that has just lingered on about these last two years is the smell of Glen 20 on the Microsoft. Eau de COVID. Eau de COVID, yes, it is. How you doing out there, folks? Uh, it is definitely autumn out there. Why do I say that? Why do you say that? Well, the signs are all about us. You know, there's those little lilies that poke out of the ground. The leaves are changing. There is a bit of lingering heat, though. It was a warm day yesterday. Yes. Pretty warm today. And, uh, and also people wandering down towards the, their place of worship, the MCG. 
dressed I, in their colours. I did see a lot of tribal uh, meanderings on the tram yesterday as everyone um, funnels to the MCG mm. for the first round of the men's AFL. Yes. She had a whole season of AFLW already. The blokes game. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, it's all happening. So, yes, happy autumn to uh, to everyone. And, of course, we have, uh, you know, the other signs, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival is about to start up. Comedy festivals coming up. Comedy festivals come up. And, um, and the great thing is that uh, Dan Andrews is putting money in our pockets to come into the city to eat. And you've been telling me that uh, it's been most successful. The city's going all... I reckon so. We we did this because of the Melbourne Money promotion. We're like, well, let's go into the city and we'll have some food on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we did, and we booked, and we went, and, and lo, they did. And it's as you were saying, really, really busy now. I don't know yeah. whether that's due to the fact that the government's going to pick up a quarter of your bill. So mm-hmm. have the way it works, if you haven't spotted this before, Monday through Thursday, uh, if you spend more than forty dollars at a restaurant on food. Uh, the government will pay 25% of your bill. Keep your receipt. You've got to keep your receipt. You keep take your receipt. It, yeah. You take it. You Where do you on, take your receipt? You put it on the website, the Melbourne Money website. What do you mean you put it on the website? You've got to enter the details and take a photo of it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, but it's quite quick. I, I, I've uploaded our receipt, I think, at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday night after dinner, and mm. it had been approved within a minute. So it's very quick. And I think in, a, in two weeks' time, they're actually expanding it beyond the Melbourne CBD to include, I think I'm right in saying, pretty much every restaurant in Victoria. Oh, that's good. It is that's good. That's good. It's so, good that we're, we're not just postcode 3000. Exactly. Which, you know, sometimes can be a bit of a focus of the scene and of this show. But of course, there are, mm. there are restaurants that have really struggled all over Victoria in the last two years. So, yeah, well, now it can offset the, um, the price of a tank of petrol. Of- to get to these restaurants. <laughs> it, might, it might just net itself out, tragically, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. Check it out. If you haven't, uh, Melbourne Money's the name of the promotion. I wonder if they're going to change it if it moves Victoria-wide. But uh, well worth considering because it'll save you a bit of cash. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of good. Uh, it is 12, 12.06 here in beautiful downtown East Brunswick. Uh, today's show, uh, we've got a couple guests and um, yes. one that um, I don't know if we have actually talked to. I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this man so well because mm-hmm. he struck such a, a great figure coming out of his, uh, his van. He used to always wear a, a, a little Greek sailor's cap. And his name is Ray Genovese. Yes. And he is part of um, a coffee dynasty. Yes, I was about to say that 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 certainly is very familiar to Isn't Melbourne it, coffee to drinkers over the decades, and you know, with a gold background, mm-hmm. mm, uptown. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have a chat to to Ray because we are living in unprecedented times. I think we could agree with that. We are seeing all sorts of stuff happening around us. We've been through all sorts of stuff, but one of the things we're now having to deal with is the fact that things are going to cost more. Yes, and we've already started, as you say. So prices are very volatile for for lots and lots of things at the moment. Yes, they are, and and it looks like there was all these scare stories of... um, you're going to pay $7 for a cup of coffee. Whoa. We might put that question to Ray yeah. and see what, what he says about that. Um, we're going to have a chat. We're going to do a bit of a – I think we're doing an extended what's that in your mouth, aren't we, really? We are, yes. Yes, we are. Um, and, uh, and we've also got uh, the redoubtable, the fabulous, the lovely, the just the bloody ripper. Danny Valant yes. uh, is, uh, is going to be on the show. 
and um, she is uh, she's going to be doing a fundraiser for flood victims, which we sort of applaud her, but then we sort of bow our heads in shame in the fact that you have to do fundraisers for flood victims. But, you know, that's probably another yeah. thing, and maybe that's me extrapolating, and, and I see the look that Matt's going, get off the soapbox. Uh <laughs> Step no, away I, I, from the I do wonder box. whether, if you know, in the in this era of accelerating climate change, it isn't it isn't the role of the government to actually be stepping in here and providing the what's required for, no, for natural no, disasters. It, was, but anyway. no, you don't have to worry about it, Matt, because there was a court case that said that um, the uh, politicians aren't responsible for the world that children inherit. So yes. it's okay. Anyway, we should pack the soapbox back away. Danny Valant, I'm, I'm, I'm going us. down. I'm <laughs> stepping down again. I'm stepping down. I'm stepping down. I will. Uh, but yes, uh, Danny Valant is, is doing that, and there'll be a bit of a chat about you know what's that on her plate at home. Yes, and of course, what's that on her plate? What's that in her mouth? Um, and in the uh, restaurants that she's been managing to get to. So yes. yeah, that's going to be fun. Yes, and uh, I've pulled out a track that. Um, well, I found I was uh, I was just took a quick little swim to the the beach shack, uh, and I found this 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 record. How are the caretakers finding the beach shack? Is it all right? Yeah, it's, yeah, they're good. They were drunk. Yeah, they discovered the magic esky. I, <laughs> I thought I'd buried it properly. They were they were they were high on margaritas, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to, had to take just prior the, the record off their fingers. So anyway, we've got uh, uh, a bit of music happening from that. Uh, did you know, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, today um, it is, I found a saint, um, happy Feast of St. Joseph's Day. Feast of St. Joseph. St. Joseph. Yes. Oh, St. Joe. What is St. Joseph's portfolio? He's not a bad one, the patron no. of confectioners. Oh, that's an excellent one. Sweetie guy. He's yeah. just the sweetheart, which is uh, is kind of nice. And also that sort of ties in kind of nicely because a uh, long-time listener to the show, mm. a man by the name of Joe Mungrel, yes. um, has uh, specifically asked me <laughs> yes. to ask you yes. because he wanted you yes. to revisit what percentage of the year has passed. I think. See, this came up a couple of about a month ago because I was I was frustrated and depressed that we'd already so much of the year had already passed, and I felt like we were still getting started. But I'm Hmm. I'm pleased to report, Joe Mungle, today is the twentieth of March. Yes, uh, we're pleased or shocked to report that it is or indifferent or indifferent. Yes, that we are twenty one point six percent of the way through. 2022. So if you had a lot of stuff to do this year, yeah. If you haven't done a fifth of it, yeah. You're behind. Yeah, you are because it's 21.6. Yeah. It's at 0.6. It's over 0.5. Ticket off your Gantt chart, people. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's a bit like that. So, anyway, it's 12.11 here on 3 FM. We're going to pay a little bit of rent. Uh, we're going to get Ray on the phone, uh, doyen of the coffee industry. I think we could call him that. Sure. And uh, we will chat to him about, uh, well, the drink from the bean. Woo! <sighs> That's right, Triple R. Twelve, twelve here on three Triple R. Now I lie to you; it's twelve thirteen mm. because those seconds just keep going and going and going. Uh, good afternoon to everybody, and a very, very good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, Ray Genovese. Thank you, Ken. Good afternoon. 
How are you on this uh, on this fine sort of? Uh, we actually we feel it today. It's a little bit feels a bit autumnal, doesn't it? It does, yes. But you know, getting just relaxing with this final weather that I can while I'm outside. Mm. You know, not too hot, not too cold or raining, just pleasant. Oh, this is my favourite time of year. It, it really, really is. Uh, I love this time of year because uh, the days are warm, the nights are cool, there's a red shift in the sky, so you get beautiful sunsets and uh, there's an abundance everywhere. And beautiful sunrises, mm. if, you're up, if you're up that early. Yes, that's right, <laughs> he said. Um, Ray, uh, I, for those that have been born under a rock, um, can you just maybe give us a, a, a quick... Uh, just run down on your company, um, how old it is, and um, and your position within it. By all means. Uh, my parents started Genovese Coffee approximately 53 years ago now. Wow. Uh, uh, with, with one sort of uh, focus in mind, and that was to bring uh, true espresso coffee to the Australian population. Fine, though, it was the Italian population. Mm, well, someone had to do it, didn't they? Yes, and mind you, there were a couple of companies around at the time, but they've all either gotten too old and sold out. Uh, but they were all there with the same focus, bringing what they thought was true Italian espresso uh, coffee to Australia. Mm. Uh, and we've only since grown progressively, little bit by little bit. But as I point out to people, we're then over 50 years, mm. and if I were to get 10 customers a year, that's 500 customers, you know, so huh. it all adds up if you're there for a long time. So you're using the, the Italian sort of thing of uh, poco poco, huh? Little by little we go a long way. Well, fortunately, I think that's the, the, the way to go. Mm. It has been with coffee. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to keep up. If, it had, if everyone was just purchasing just there's no way I could have been able to keep up with what's going on today. Yeah, and um, my God, what a, what a wonderful testament to the Italian culture um, and the Italian drinking culture that it is so part of who we are and our identity and, uh, you know, and one of the reasons why um, things like Starbucks, when it first came to Australia, failed so miserably because they didn't take into account that, hey, don't tell us try to drink coffee. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the mistake they made was they tried to show us how to drink Italian coffee. <laughs> and we if went, they, are you kidding? If they had have tried to show us how the Americans drink coffee with their uh, brewed uh, machine, brewing machines and the paraphernalia that they use, they may have been a little bit more successful. I'll go as far as saying the only type of coffee I enjoy in the United States is a brewed coffee. Really? Well, because yeah. because uh, I'm, I'm taking, maybe I paraphrase you, um, why bother trying to get anything else? Because they just won't? No. And we're making a huge, and I, and I understand, but I'm making a huge generalisation by saying that. And being a bit bitchy too. They've grown up brewing coffee. That's what their culture is. They grew up with espresso. They grew up brewing coffee. So, and they do it well. They do it very well. As I say, 
if Starbucks had come in and said, look, this is how we do coffee in the United States, maybe they would have been a lot more successful in saying how you do Italian coffee because this is, we already, as you say, we already knew how to do Italian coffee here. Mm. And the, okay, and another thing too, why do we know so much about espresso in Melbourne? Great question. Melbourne had, Melbourne had a very strong Italian migration back in the late four, after the war, after the Second World War, uh, so much so that the voice for the sort of coffee uh, the Italians wanted was stronger than the culture that was here. Yes. Now, in the United States, they oh, already yeah. had a strong culture. Yes. That was, the Italian culture couldn't override strong American influence. The, uh, the, they couldn't override the American skippies. I don't know what we call them, but yeah, yeah. You see, so yeah. the, the Italian voice being so strong managed to produce what it was. Uh, no one overrode it. It, 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 it. it became the standard. And can I can I sort of also put it to you that um, uh, the Italians were able to so enthusiastically convert us, perhaps, as to how this is great. We well, you've got to remember, espresso coffee grew with the onset of Italian restaurants in in Australia. Mm. Yeah, Italian restaurants, espresso bars, especially. I remember when I first started uh, delivering, prior to even having a licence sitting in the car with my father, mm. he was taking to a lot of these espresso bars that essentially were run by Italians. Uh, they had a lot of pinball machines, jukeboxes, and card tables in them. Yes. They actually made their money after hours with those uh, card games that used to be played prior to the Fino uh, days yes. in Melbourne. Uh, and they were all essentially all immigrants that came out from Europe and sat around playing cards and talking and smoking cigarettes and and doing all that. Mm. And, and maybe maybe yeah. a little glass of holy water on the side, perhaps. Yeah, to the counter there was something that they could ask for. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you see, this was all part of that culture that they picked up from Italy and brought and tried to bring here and and reproduce their little club rooms, their little. Uh, espresso bars. Yeah. How about, okay, and, and also, can I t- put it to you, um, the fact that the cappuccino was the gateway drug to uh, to having the latte and the short black because for a lot of people it was... Um, the espresso was seen as too strong and a little bit too foreign, but by having all that fluff on top and that bit of chocolate powder which gave sweetness to it, it sort of got the Australian palate used to a really, really good, uh, robust shot of coffee. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, those days, though, they wanted three inches of froth on top, and yeah. that was what the yeah. important uh, part of the cup was. Yes, but... Getting back to espresso, when I talk about espresso, I'm not just meaning a sh- like a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm talking about a particular flavour. Yeah. Like when it's late, when I say to people, if I said to you I'd like a scotch, you don't actually think of a, sh- a, a soft glass. You actually think of a flavour. Yes. Espresso, espresso should be looked like uh, looked upon 
the same way. You don't look at it as a shot in a glass. You look at it as something to be savoured and to be appreciated and to be perceived. Yeah? That's exactly right, yes. Yeah, because um, a, a beautiful shot of coffee is, first of all, a beautiful thing to look at. And then as you bring it up to your to your nose and you smell and you breathe it in, it is something to be appreciated. And, yeah, I'm... What am I... Well, I? Now, Dad taught us uh, in the early days, we come in and we produce the best that we can. Mm. This, is the, this is the name of the blend, but it doesn't really matter. If you're trying to produce the best cup of coffee, none of that matters. Uh, it's what goes into the blend that... Uh, well, uh, gives you the flavours. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I ask you a question? Just um, uh, we we think of you, uh, and I'm using I think a French word, so I'm 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 being a bit murderous, and Matt's laughing at me, going ha ha ha. You're sort of the doyen of coffee, and I was just uh, uh, wondering about when you're at home. Do you have the bailetti on the stove? Do you have I don't know, a, a three-grip Lamazocca machine at home? What, how do you make your coffee at home? What's, tell us about your setup. Okay, Cam, you've got to understand, yeah. I get up at, I'm at work by roughly 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm doing uh, already by 10 o'clock, o'clock I've uh, blended maybe a couple of tonne of uh, Super Brazil. Okay. My, now, a lot of that involves tasting. Yeah. Ah. I will, when I get in, uh, first thing of the morning, we have uh, the gentleman that takes care of our cleaning, and he makes me a, a, a small cafe latte when I get in in the morning. Yes. Uh, that's my first coffee. So yeah, a, pic- then, a, pic- a piccolo latte. Yes. Yeah. Throughout the morning, I'm tasting blends, so I'm not drinking coffee. You're cupping. By, by the time I finish uh, blending, which could be 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, I may have an espresso, and that's the limit of my coffee intake for the rest of the day. I get home, mm. uh, I, I don't have uh, coffee. I rarely have coffee. No, if I mean, I do, my God, I'm not going to accuse you of being an animal, you know. No, no, no. But the, the reason for that is I feel I drink enough. Yeah, <laughs> enough exactly. exactly. Now, yeah. if to drink a cup of coffee at home, it's, it would be more on the line of a, a brewed type of coffee, a, a brewed in a filter paper or... Oh, a, yeah. Gentle, gentle a, coffee. A gentle coffee, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so no three-grip Lamazocca at your place with a Mazza um, grinder by the side of it? Uh, um, look. <laughs> no. Just Not because... Not because Ray wants to have a coffee machine at home, but unfortunately, people people come to visit and they say, "Well, I come to visit the coffee man, and there's no coffee machine." Yeah, what's, what the hell's going on? Okay, well that's done. If Ray's going to have a coffee machine, I, 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 well, I've got myself a, a Dutch machine, which I love because of the just the shape. Oh. The shape of is is, uh, is what. Yeah, and of course, it's a beautiful machine. What what brand is that? It's a Keys van der Western. Never heard of a Dutch coffee machine. Okay, that seems kind of weird. But yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and it's a home machine, and it uh, and, and look, apart from making consistently beautiful coffee, like any good coffee machine should. Yes. Uh, 
I just picked it mainly because of its shape and its look. Uh. I mean, I'm, I'm, my personal interest are mid-century, mid-century anything. So this this has uh, lines of mid-century in it. So we're talking. This is a Bauhaus coffee machine. I wouldn't say Bauhaus. No, well, no. Okay, no. okay. Well, let's, well, say, let's say let's say the, along the line of those cars that used to produce in the United States. 1950s, early 60s, those sorts of lines. Gotcha. Okay, so, yes, uh, uh, squared off, lots of chrome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, Ray, look, we've. Um, I-, I could talk to you for the whole show, I think, and Matt's nodding his head going, yeah. But uh, there's one thing we do have to ask. I'm sorry to do uh, the quanto. I wanted to talk about the quality in history first so that I wasn't seen to be obsessed with these things. But we are seeing inflationary pressures that are, uh, well, approaching everything from uh, baked beans in a can, which uh, thankfully I don't really have to worry about that much, neither does Matt, which is good, um, petrol, which affects us all, uh, but also the coffee in the cup. Is um, Are there inflationary pressures that um, are coming to bear and um, can you quantify it in the sort of minute or so that we've got left? Look, with, since the onset of COVID, there's been a lot of difficulties getting getting um, supply from overseas. Mm. In, in that period, of course, I imagine it's been hard for everybody and the price of the raw product itself has gone up. Now, we were able to wear that for a while, but now you've got shipping costs, which are uh, blown out, uh, petrol. Everything we do in, involves uh, shipping, be it our packaging, uh, everything. Everything, so, yeah, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Yes, agreed. So fortunately, yes, coffee is going up. Mm. Uh, I won't say... I'm hoping it's not going to get to anything like $7. Only the future will tell that. Mm. But uh, I'm hoping, you know, we might see roughly a 50 cents a cup price rise gotcha. in, the in the next, say, couple of... Let's say eight weeks. All right. Okay. Uh, and I'd be, I'd be quite happy with, with it remaining at that. I mean, look... The whole... It used to be a, a cup of coffee anybody could afford. You know, the, the luxury that uh, the average person could go and have one, two, three cups of coffee, whatever they like. You know, sometimes it gets too much. We're drinking six or seven. That's way too much. But, you know, yeah. three cups. If all of a sudden it starts to hit $7, I don't see the working person being able to afford three cups of coffee a day or two cups of coffee a day. And I certainly don't want to see it get to that. Yeah, well, no, neither do we. Ray, it's been an absolute delight to uh, to have a chat with you and uh, uh, have you talk about uh, your very, very favourite bean and the bean that has been behind your good self and uh, and family and uh, all the tradition that uh, uh, that underpins that. And thank you for being a part of Eat It Today, Ray. No, thank you. Look, by the way, that is our focus every morning. That cup of coffee. Yeah. I go in with a focus. Mm. Well, um, may those piccolo lattes that you get in the morning be uh, be absolutely per- perfect. And uh, we look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ken. Likewise. Bye-bye. Triple R.
My name is Renny Redzepi, and you are listening to Eat It on 3 Triple R. Yeah, Matt was just saying that every time this promo comes on, I go, this is really good. What's the band this again? Is the band? Who's the band again? It's uh, the Budos Band out of New York City. Yeah, just rocks. It, they're very good. Yeah, and it's, I've, never, I've never bothered to look them up because <laughs> it usually goes out of my mind by the time I, I get out of the studio. Hey, just as a little thing, you know, going back and talking about, um, you know, Ray and all that yep. in the early days of coffee and and all that sort of stuff. I remember going into, because um, I used to live in F and Q, you know, when I was living on the island. Which is? Far, far north Queensland. Far north Queensland. And I was in a place called Tully, which... Um, uh, holds the record for the highest amount of rainfall. Oh. Well, then you know, yeah, uh, yeah. on average. Yeah. Uh, but they had, a, they had an espresso machine, and yeah, they were putting international roast oh, no. through the grip oh, handle no. to make your coffees. That's not going to work. <laughs> We've come a long way, and thanks to people like you, Ray. I don't know if you're still listening. He's probably not. He's got better things to do. Twelve thirty-six, though. But uh, I thought we we thought we might even do a little bit of a. What's, what's that, that in your mouth? mouth? What is it? And you have. Um, uh, I've inspired you. Well, I wasn't here last week, but I did hear. And you, you actually listened to the show while I, you weren't working on it. That's good. It happens sometimes. Good on you. Uh, you were talking about a little dish you made the week week earlier, which was uh, bun. Crazy little thing called bun. <laughs> so, if you missed last week's show, what a bun? Crazy little Just thing. Just want to outline in thirty seconds what is a bun. Uh, a delicious uh, Vietnamese salad that is made up of uh, has to have vermicelli in the bottom, yes. uh, vermi- rice stick uh, noodles, yep. vermicelli small, um, some lovely, lovely greens, usually carrot, uh, some cucumber, uh, bean shoots, yep. uh, and then you must, you must, 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 must have as many aromatic herbs as you possibly can. Yes, uh, must have coriander, must have mint. Hot mint, if you like them, Vietnamese might be a little bit. Mint, I would, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that, uh, and then you have some sort of protein on the top. And you can use tofu, but yes. you can use pork, you can use chicken, um, but you cannot use a chopped up chico roll. <laughs> I never thought about it. You can no, use, never. Did I. You and, can use spring rolls. That's, and that's fine. Yeah, you can actually spring rolls. Actually, that's true. And then the dressing must be nook chum. And it sounds very specific, but it's really, really simple. And I, and when yeah. I was listening to you going, ah. Oh! Because uh, I did one uh, that week as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's just so, and it's great for the hot weather. I know we're not, we're sort of moving away from the hot weather. But it is um, an excellent uh, dinner to have what on was your a protein? steaming hot day. A um, couple of things I vary compared to yours. Yeah. What I had on top, so first thing uh, to answer your question, um, I have a little lemongrass beef recipe, which I probably should just put on our oh, yeah. Twitter okay. account, which is super simple. So beef mince, if you're a. Um, beef mince? Beef mince, no if, you're, way. if you're a, a meat eater. Yeah. Um, um, and then a couple of sticks of lemongrass, some spring onions, a little bit of soy and mm. sauce in there. And you just you mush all that into the mince and then you uh, put them on skewers and grill them or fry them. Um, and, and, and that's sort of a thing um, about the bun is you pour and smush. That is true. Yes. That is true. Pour but, and smush, pour um, and smush. But, yeah, ground meat, that's a little bit... But to me, avant-garde. The, oh, you think? Well, yeah, I just I've never heard of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll whack the recipe up and you can have a look at it. But to me, See the, my non- through it, just the non-negotiables are um, yeah. yes, absolutely has to be uh, vermicelli. Absolutely. Um, and I, I normally it's served cold, so yes. you cook your vermicelli, you boil it, or you let it sit in hot water, and then you rinse it with cold water. So it's yep. so it's like a salad. 
Yep. But the nook mum absolutely is also essential because that sort of dresses the nook the chum. Nook chum. Yeah, like, the, the nook mum is the fish sauce. Oh, of course. As you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nook chum is the mixture. And um, I actually, it's kind of awesome. I've been doing a few of these now. Mm. And I am happy, this is a little bit of pride coming through as the chest gets thrown out a bit, <laughs> that I can make them from scratch without a recipe now. Oh. And the, the way that you do it mm. is um, you start off with your uh, sugar-acid ratio yep. and you mix that together so it tastes... So you get a bliss point. Yep. Um, there's a website I read that said so it tastes like lemonade. And I have a feeling that might have been Americans that have done that <laughs> website. But, yeah, you get that bliss point. Then... You add the fish sauce, yep. the nook mum, and it's very, very important, I think, if you're going to be doing a Vietnamese dish to either have Mega Chef uh, fish sauce mm-hmm. or a Vietnamese fish sauce because mm-hmm. the flavour profile is very, very different to Thai. So three crabs, for instance, is a is a bloody beauty. Yep. And, of course, stay away from Maggi because it is pus. Oh, yes. Yes, we yes. know about that. Um, so you add your, uh, your nook. Mum, he to trying to remember his own, yes. <laughs> his, his own uh, reasoning uh, until you get that balance right. And then what you, I put in a little bit of um, uh, raw garlic. Yes. And also um, a fair amount of chilli because I'm a bit of a chilli head. And, and my, my final variation. I think I've got everything. Oh, and of course there's water in there as well. You, yeah, you lengthen You actually it. dilute it. You lengthen it. Yeah. And my final variation, I've, I've Aussie-fied my bun a little bit. You didn't put Vegemite in it, did you? No. I... Good. No. So I did a Tim Tam. So you know how you were saying last week, you know, the only thing you've got to do to yes. get this right is get a knife and your julienne, your carrot. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. know what I do? I don't know. What do you do? Box grater, baby. Oh, box grater. Just grate the carrot. You don't even need to use a knife. It's totally fine. Oh, why not? Yeah, okay. And, that's cool. Uh, and I don't put chili in my nook chum. Yeah. Um, I just get the sir- bowl, bottle of sriracha sauce and then just sort of whack it on the top. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. which is non-traditional. Uh, yeah, it's but it's what it is is taking something, making it your own, and if you are um, doing that, um, I think the 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 bun is such a laudable meal. I mean, it's bloody delicious. Too. Oh, it's bloody delicious, and it's pretty bloody good for you. Yeah, not not a lot of bad stuff in there. No, no, and that's that's the thing about Vietnamese food. It is so good, such a great cuisine, mm-hmm. and it's. You want to have all those herbs in there because um, Vietnamese uh, cuisine, more than some, shall we say, yeah, more than most, even okay, is is about the aromas that you are producing. So, yep. uh, a bun, folks, give it a go. If you want to check out uh, my bun, my bun, <laughs> talking about my, <clears throat> stop it. Uh, you can go to the Instagram page, uh, Cam Smith, eat it. We can see that. Uh, did you? You, you, no, I'm going to. Uh, no. I'll, I'll tweet the recipe. Eat it uh, uh, okay. on Twitter. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, Matt's more of a. I'm a, a bit of an Instagram orphan. Guy. I don't really Insta that much. I should get back into it. Sorry, social media world. Yeah, whatever. We can. We can, We're not going to lose any sleep over that. That's okay. What was on your stove this week, Cam? You had an interesting photograph that you showed me before the show. Yeah, which I might post a little bit later. Um, a variation on a potato pancake. Um, throughout history, throughout different cultures, there are so many different ways that you can do a potato pancake. And, mm. I, and I did sort of like the Spanish style, which is, I'm pretty sure it's called a tortilla. Mm. Tortilla. And, um, and it's such a simple, bloody thing to make. See, I think of tortilla as corn, whereas you're using yes, spuds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, it's valid to say either. I'm pretty sure. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure it's called a tortilla. 
<clears throat> and uh, otherwise. Um, and this is uh, the recipe is if you've got three potatoes, if you've got three eggs, you'll never go hungry type thing. Yes. Yeah? And uh, basically it is. Peel the potato, grate the potato, uh, put it into water, take away some of the starch. One of the most important things. Yep. Yep. Um, and then you mix that with three eggs, and then you flavour that mixture with a little bit of salt. Salt, yes. I put smoked paprika in there because it's. Um, I thought, why not? Funky. Yeah, I nearly put the normal paprika in. I thought, nah, go for it. Um, and a little bit of ground pepper. And then what you do uh-huh. is you get a pan and you put it on the stove. Yeah. And we are talking low. So this is a wait for it. non-stick frying hey, pan? Hey, wait for it. Uh-huh. Low <laughs> and slow. See, I just had to get that out. <laughs> I cut you uh, off. Yeah, non-stick pan. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about this, because you're doing it low and slow, mm. is that you don't really have to have a lot of, um, of fat in there. Mm. Um, so you don't need to, to, to drizzle you, in oil before. Well, you don't need a half inch of butter, for instance. Mm. But you do that and you put it on... I'm not going to do it again. Low and slow. <laughs> uh, you cover it so that the steam is actually cooking the top of it. Yes. And it's great because the eggs are there. It sort of puffs up a little bit. Mm. And you use a spatula. It's very zen. That's the beautiful thing because mm. it's going to take a while to do. Yeah. And you sort of go around the thing. And it becomes this beautiful um, 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 convex. Yeah, convex. Just these lovely sides that go in really, really beautiful. And then you get a plate, put it on the top. Yep. Don't try and flip it because it's you'll, there'll be tears. Mm-hmm. Flip it, then put it back in, um, and then cook it. It takes a while to cook. Like it's more than half an hour I did this oh, really? thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, because you want to form this really, really slow cooked crust that goes through. And it's good in that it's different from, say, um, a latka. Yes. Which, um, uh, or a roasty. Uh, Latkes was the one my mum taught me, and that was um, you do grate the potato, um, you squeeze out the – she used to just squeeze it out rather than wash it, um, and then she'd grate an onion and you'd put that in. But it had much more fat in it and a yeah, lot more right. butter, so you get it really crispy. Yeah, yeah. And it's really fried hard because uh, it's quite thin. Yeah. While a tortilla can be quite thick. Yeah. And then there's the roasty um, – Americans have hash browns. Hash brown, yeah. Hash brown, but they're just full of oil. Um, That's why they're so delicious. Yeah, fat is flavour. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. Hey, it's 12.45. Um, we've just been talking about what's that in your mouth. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, might be a, I might, I'll tweet the picture of the tortilla because it looked kind of sexy. Hmm. And i show you the, I think I took a shot of the ingredients and the, and the mix. Um, yeah, later on this afternoon. But... Uh, we are going to have a bit of a chat to the wonderful Danny Vallant after Matt says we will do it. Yes. Yes. After this. He's driving the bus. Triple R. It's a wet little machine here on Sundays on 3 Triple R. Cameron Smith, thank you. If you just want to hand that phone over to me. And we'll get oh, Danny on the line. Go. It's working yeah. beautifully. Yeah, that's uh, it's a well old machine here at uh, 3 Triple R FM. I think uh, Mia Culper here, folks. I think I might have given that the wrong number for Danny. Danny, hang on there. We're calling you at uh, 12.47 here. And um, we are going to be having a chat to Danny once she comes on the line. Oh, let's try that number one more time. Oh, let's give it a go. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll do you uh, a little intro in the fact that um, while Matt gets uh, Danny online, uh, Danny's with a whole bunch of fabulous chefs 
has come through and um, she's going to be doing something to look after the flood victims as we and here she is now hi. Danny <laughs> hi sorry about that we uh, uh, I don't know what happened. I got I got my eights mixed up with my sixes hello Danny oh was that it yeah. hey Danny yeah, it's all good no worries <laughs> yeah beautiful uh, first of all I think we would love to chat with you um, about what you've been doing in uh, getting a lovely group of people together uh, to do some good. Sure. So, Selena Menzies is really the powerhouse behind this Hospo Hands Floods fundraiser that we're doing at the Sarah Sands Hotel on the evening of Monday, April 4. Uh, so, Talina's the um, group executive chef of Venue Co, which has lots of great venues, but Sarah Sands has been recently renoed and it's a beautiful place to... What's it bring look like? Oh, it's well. I mean, it's still a beautiful, classic old pub, but it's just it been used really to sharp. be. It used to be a, just a bloodhouse. I mean, I'm going back a, a, a few years now, but Sarah well, Sands. Well, it used to be a bit punk rock. I think it had a stint as an Irish pub, maybe yeah. it was Friday O'Reilly's or something. But yes. now it's um now it is the venue for our Hospo Hands fundraiser. Just um Good. sharing some Melbourne love and funds with our mates up in um, northern New South Wales and south of Queensland that have been just smashed by these floods. Mm. So we've got some of Melbourne's like most exciting and generous and awesome chefs that are all going to come along and make a snack. Um, and, yeah, for 80 bucks, you can um, be yeah be sure that 100% of the funds are going to Fair Share, which um, cooks meals in its Brisbane kitchen using rescued and donated um, food and a volunteer workforce and, um, yeah, make these beautiful, culturally appropriate meals that are ex- distributed through existing agencies, including a lot of First Nations um, community groups, yep. and given to people who are just doing it so tough. You know, um, yeah, I think How I they just popped actually... into the city for a bowl of noodles, and, you know, you just think, it's, I, I'm so lucky that I can just go and get some food. It's actually yeah. not as easy for people who especially, you know, maybe they don't have a kitchen or their caravan's been flooded. Um you know, life's just been turned upside down. So just to know that we can help these people have a hot, healthy, nutritious meal is, um, yeah, it's, uh, it really, I don't know, it's, I'm glad to be able to be a small part of this uh, of this project. And you know what, Danny? It just, it makes, it makes me so proud of this industry because this industry can show themselves to be so selfless. And I go back to 2019 before the realities of COVID really hit. And the first thing that happened after all the the terror and the terribleness of the East Coast on fire was a whole bunch of hospo people coming together and going, all right, what can we do? What can we do? Yeah, we're here, you know, and they just rock, don't they? Yeah, I think you're so right, Cam. I think the hospitality and I'd also say the arts, arts communities yes. are just so so generous. Yep. And I think um, empathy is, I guess, part of, you know, what it takes yeah. to be sh- in that industry and, or in those industries. So I think, um, you know, and we know that food people love feeding. And, to, you know, when you think that uh, some people aren't able to sort out their next meal, just the fact that you're able to do something towards making that a reality or a possibility, you know, it just feels natural. It just feels like, well, you know, why wouldn't you do that? Um, But that's not to take away from the, you know, the time and the resources and the energy that, um, you know, some of our, some of our great chefs, you know, Tom Serapian, Ian Curley, a couple of folks from Stokehouse, you know, Talina and some of her 
um, team, Tony Moss. Um, Raymond, so, Raymond. You know, Ray Capaldi, like yeah. I don't have a list in front of me. Oh, I got it here. Um, so I can do it. I can, I can do it for you. So we've got uh, Tom Serafian, uh, executive chef Jason Stolt, pastry chef Ash Smith, Raymond Capaldi of Wonder Pies Cooks Wumba, uh, Curls is there in Curly, uh, Dillinger Group uh, chef Daniel Giraldo, uh, folks from Fancy Hanks, Tuck Shop by Comma, Splatter's Cheese Train and more, and then of course there's Boo being donated by Stomping Ground, Scotty from Wolf in the Willows, Aqua Boogie uh, will provide uh, hosting on the night, DJs provide entertainment and tunes. There you go, that's pretty much it. Tickets are $80 per person. Um, there's a, a good uh, article about it on Broadsheet if you, uh, if you want to check that out. Um, but, God, way to go, way to go. Monday the yeah, 4th so- of April. Yeah, and if people want to get tickets, there's a link through my Instagram at Danny Valance, or you can also go to the Sarah Sands Boom. website and look at their events page and grab a ticket there. It's going to be really fun. You know, these things always feel good. Um, uh, but, yeah, with certainly with, um, you know, the difficult times that people are going through at the front of our minds as we, uh, yeah, work together to help them. And may I just make mention as I just sort of quickly climb back up onto the soapbox while Matt's not looking, uh, the fact that it is up to us as citizens uh, to put the uh, the money in when uh, it seems that the government is so reluctant and we have uh, our Defence Minister, Will Peter Dutton, who after such a calamity suggests that people should start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> Just saying. If it wasn't so tragic. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know that community is always going to be a part of um, getting people back on their feet, but you do feel, you do wish that you felt like you were an adjunct to the government instead of, you know, like the main trust. Yeah. Uh, so Indeed. you know, we we all get to vote later um, in this later this year. So let's see what happens. Go you! I wasn't going to do it because Matt was going to chop me off the the soapbox, but. 100% with you, Danny. Uh, what's that on your plate in front of you? What have you been eating? Where you been? What's going on? Uh, well, one of the people that's helping out at the Hospital Hands fundraiser is Joe Bangles from Splatter's Cheese Train in Geelong. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like cheese on a train. This is like a sushi train, but with cheese. It is one of the most fun places <laughs> I've been this year, and Geelong is happening. So I would suggest to anybody who hasn't been down to G-Town for a while, get G-Troy. down there, um, make Splatters part of your odyssey. Where's, it's really where cool. is it? Um, it's in Packington Street in uh, Geelong yeah, the, West, I think it is. That's, um, but, that's the street. I mean, that's the food street of Geelong now. There's a few food streets. Mm. Like, it's really happening. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's okay. really good. Point and uh, what else can I say? I went to Glen Waverley last night, and it is absolutely pumping. Yeah. Is, like, the, the Glen is really happening. The Kingsway is really happening. Um, there are Jerry Myers place? in car parks. Jerry Myers Place is pumping. Good. It's all, yeah, it's really good. I can, and, you know, people are queuing for dumplings, queuing for bingsu. Like, it's <sighs> really, really good. A really amazing vibe. God, you're making us feel good. This is really good. We, we, it's like we're clawing back to some sort of normality. Well, Cam, I mean, don't want to be the downer, but at the same time, we do have a little bit of a wave coming on. I'm hearing news of more cancellations and more staff illness. There are a few restaurants that have had to close their doors because people are sick. So 
It's um, it's a, I don't know, it's a bit of everything. Like I don't know yeah. how to, I don't even know if we're in waves or we're just in a tangle. But um, there are so many good things that we need to celebrate when they're right in front of us because you know we just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's eat up the goods. Um, before <laughs> before the next next round of show shock comes through and we're, yeah, we're all running around like zombies. Have you been? Um, uh, looking into any recipes at home that you've been developing or doing? I think I'm, last time I spoke to you, you, you had the thermomix on. Oh, you're making pizza dough. How'd your pizzas go? Oh, yeah. Homemade pizza's really good. I don't ah. have a fancy pizza oven or anything, but, yeah, it is it is a good one. Yeah. I've been making passata, so that was a bit of the info for the homemade pizza. Yes. Um, we've just come out of the Jewish festival of Purim, so it's been all about Hamantashen, which are these triangular jam-filled cookies. Yes. And we're actually in a bit of a crush of different festivals because um, Nauru's Persian New Year, I think, is tomorrow. Oh, wow. So that's all about, like, fish and, and um, rice collapse. Um So, yeah, I don't know. There's so much fantastic reasons to try different food um, in Melbourne with such a, such a, yeah, such an amazingly diverse and wonderful city that we live in. And I'm so lucky to be able to access different flavours in the way we are. And Melbourne Food and Wine Festival about to uh, to hit us in a big way too. I know. I'm going to be so absorbed in that. I'm hosting a bunch of dinners and food, um, food crawls for Melbourne Food and Wine. So yeah, kicking off on Thursday with a little bit of a party. Yeah, well, um, and then World's Longest Lunch on Friday. Really looking forward to that. Yes. And, yeah, so it rolls. Great local talent and amazing international talent as well. It's, um, yeah, uh, I'm thrilled that this is that this whole festival is able to happen. And um, a lot of the dinners are sold out, exactly. A lot of the dinners are sold out. But the events at Vic Market, which are, you know, super family-friendly, um, and, yeah, it, you don't need to pre-book for those. You, um, just no, like you lots just, of, just lots rock of up. Stuff. So yeah, rock up, Just eat rock up, up. Um, yeah, and enjoy. And I'll be uh, I'll be looking after some of that too. I think I'm doing the spaghetti weekend. I'll be up there on the stage. So yes, it's going to be fun. Well, huge hug to you, Danny, and uh, well done. And uh, Sarah Sands is happening on Monday, the fourth of April. If you go to Danny's Instagram account, the Sarah Sands Hotel or obliquely, if you want to just uh, read some copy about it, go to Broadsheet. Thank Thanks you, so Danny. Thanks for the support. Oh, anytime, anytime. You got it. Well, we uh, we come to the end of the show. It's twelve fifty-eight. We've got a little bit of a time. Ingenuity is coming on next. Couple of quick housekeeping things, Cam. Oh. First one is just to say uh, to uh, for those long-term listeners of Triple Arts, the final Under the Sun broadcast with Jonathan Alley this evening. Oh, Jonathan. All the God, you will be best. missed. Um, I agree. Uh, there's been so many times for editorial and things like that. I modelled myself on Jonathan because I'd go, what would he say? He is so bloody brilliant. Hear, hear. Mm. So tune in at 6 o'clock tonight for the last one of those. Yes. And also, speaking of tuning in, Cam... You're getting your head on the television. Oh, no. <laughs> You're making me blush. Stop it. Uh, so you did an interview, which will air, I think, this Friday, is it? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Better, uh, Better Homes and Gardens, uh, yes. Channel 7. I've yes. got to show off Yoast Backers. Absolutely amazing uh, future food systems yes. down at Fed Square. Uh, it was one of those things where the understudy got to do it. It should have been Yoast, but... Uh, uh, yeah, Yost was under the weather, so but I got to do it. So if you want to see what I look like and go, gee, you could lose some weight, <laughs> you could have a look.
Better Homes and Gardens this Friday. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.